Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Get Your Goat podcast. This past weekend was the last week of preseason action. What did we learn in those final few games? Any separators between quarterback jobs? We are going to break down that. And then I have reactions to get into for the NFL Top 100. So far, they have revealed 11 through 100, and this past weekend they revealed their top 10. I am going to react to that and what they got so wrong. Uh, again, those are the players' votes. And then ESPN analysts came out with their top 100 list for this coming season. And again, another list I react to and major thoughts I have on that. Then uh, some news in the college football, NBA, and MLB world to wrap us up. But first, let's get started with this weekend's past preseason action. Uh, started Friday night. I saw the Colts and the Lions. And uh, again, the Lions did not look good. They started off strong. We're up 17-9 in the third quarter. And then a horrific fourth quarter defense by a team that doesn't look good. Uh, saw an eight-point lead uh, dissipate, and they lost by 10 points. The big thing, though, is the Colts lost another quarterback so far. Carson Wentz is still recovering from foot surgery. Who knows if he's still going to be available, but rookie Sam Ellinger was knocked out of that game as well. It doesn't look like that was good. So right now they have Jacob Eason, uh, who's still a little banged up as well. And then Brett Hundley, who took majority of the snaps after that to preserve uh, Jacob Eason's health for week one. So this quarterback situation is not looking good. They are awful frail at quarterback. And that is, again, the biggest question for this team. Great defense, good running game, good offensive line. It's going to be on the quarterback uh, to see if they can make it last year like they did with the playoffs. Last year, they were able to make up with Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers had, a, to me, a really good, solid season. Uh, they need that same quarterback consistent play this year to make it to the playoffs, which should be a tougher road this year with teams getting better, and the Colts at quarterback is the biggest question mark they have to making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. Then you had the Kansas City Chiefs defeat Minnesota 28 to 25. You know, they were up 21 to 3 and 28 to 10 before, you know, a little fourth quarter mini comeback that wasn't meant to be for the Vikings. Again, their defense doesn't look good. I know not everybody's starting, but again, doesn't look great. Patrick Mahomes played the first few series and looked perfect. Looked amazing, 8 of 9, 117 yards, two touchdowns, perfect passer rating of 158, long pass to Tyreek Hill for a touchdown as well. Uh, this offense, to me, looked really good after seeing them kind of struggle and stall in Arizona. They made quick work of the Minnesota Chiefs, so that was very encouraging. Uh, I mean, they made quick work of the Minnesota Vikings, and it was very encouraging to see the Kansas City Chiefs put that on display for their fans in Arrowhead Stadium. Kirk Cousins didn't look 
uh, too sharp as well. This offensive line to me still looks a little shaky, uh, which spells disaster for this team. You know, in the long run, they were, I believe, 7-9 and nine last year. Uh, and to make a leap, their offensive line is going to have to be better. Their defense is going to have to be better. But again, to me, the major takeaway was Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs looking fine, even though I don't have utmost confidence in their offensive line either uh, with the weapons, the quick decision-making of Patrick Mahomes, uh, the precision, accuracy on the throws that he made looked really good. Then you had the Jets and Eagles tie at 31 apiece. Zach Wilson not playing to preserve his health for the Week 1 matchup. Uh, but, you know, backup quarterback James Morgan looked good. A crazy Hail Mary situation. They were down 24-10, to come back to tie it, 31-31. Got the two-point conversion, two at the end. Uh, what a game. Uh, of course, this is preseason, but that was actually a very exciting and entertaining game. Joe Flacco played great. Again, James Morgan. And then uh, Jane Josh Johnson as well for the Jets. What else did the Jets do? Well, just because we're on the news of the Jets, the Jets traded for pass rusher Shaq Lawson. Uh, they lost Carl Lawson this season due to an Achilles injury. So now they traded for Shaq Lawson. Again, not related. Just want to put that out there. Uh, but I think this is a very good trade who fits into that 4-3 defensive end style uh, depth down there as well Shaq Lawson was a first round pick for the Bills uh, you know kind of had a tumultuous time there some good snaps some bad snaps uh, but maybe this will be the time where he finds himself with the Jets a great defensive minded coach in Salah who is used to getting you know the most from his defensive players so I think, you know, this will be a a good fit for him after, you know, those disappointing seasons with the Bills, the Dolphins, and really not even making it uh, anywhere with the Texans so far. So I think this is a good trade uh, for the Jets. Add to that uh, little uh, a defensive end rush and get this defense playing better. Then, after that, you had the Panthers and Steelers. Steelers hoping to go, you know, the perfect preseason. And we started Dwayne Haskins, and it was rough sledding for Pittsburgh. Quarterback Sam Darnold looked really good, really sharp. DJ Moore played a few snaps. So did Sam Darnold, played a decent amount of this game. Carolina Panthers, to me, on offense... Look good, and again, no Christian McCaffrey played, but the Steelers' Dwayne Haskins did not look good to me. It solidifies Mason Rudolph as the number two. Dwayne Haskins had majority of this game to do it, but you know, a couple of inaccurate throws and interception in decision making in the pocket again, that was not Dwayne Haskins' best performance after a couple of good preseason games. It was not his night. Then you move on to Saturday. Tom Brady, in his first preseason game of the season, uh, 
looked amazing, engineered a 91-yard drive, capped it with a touchdown to Chris Godwin. Tom Brady, again, looked in midseason form, but torn MCL that might have plagued him last year. Didn't look like it plagued him, even though he said it did. Uh, Doesn't look to be plaguing him now. He just said that his body's getting back. Uh, It takes longer to heal, but he looked fully healed and ready to defend in Tampa Bay. Brilliant performance by Tom Brady, 11 of 14, 154 yards, and again that touchdown to Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown was involved. This team looks really good. Kyle Trask as well with a backup for Tom Brady also looked good. 12 of 14, 146 yards and a touchdown. Not only the starters on Tampa Bay, but the depth they have is really, really good. And to me, that's why they're favorites to me to repeat as Super Bowl champions because of that depth that they have in this team. Again, not much to say about the Texans, uh, the lowly Texans team. Bills and Packers, Josh Allen, again, another quarterback starting quarterback that played a few drives, and he looked great. Again, 20 of 26, 194 yards, a two touchdowns, pass rating of 122. Josh Allen looked in midseason form. Gabriel Davis looked good. Cole Beasley, no Stephon Diggs that game, uh, you know, trying to get fully healthy for the start of the season. But the Buffalo Bills looked good. Their defense looks improved after spending majority of their draft capital on defense. It's what they needed, and it might be paying off. Jordan Love does not look like the guy either. It's very clear why the Packers wanted Aaron Rodgers back, you know, didn't trade him because it might look like they've wasted that first-round draft pick on Jordan Love. He does not look ready to play the game of football. He just doesn't. Uh, I thought that first-round pick was too high, but watching his performance in these preseason games, uh, fumbling the ball, not making the correct throws or reads. Uh, he is struggling back there without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you see they're 0-3 in the postseason and without Aaron Rodgers. Even with a lot of talent that they have on that team, uh, I think uh, it would still be a very bad season for Green Bay if you take Aaron Rodgers away from this Packers team. The Ravens, again, the preseason champions, 3-0, have won 20 straight preseason games. Uh, it's nice to see you know, a backup, a backup for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Tyler Huntley play well because he might be needed. Uh, Lamar Jackson has dealt with multiple COVID issues, and uh, I'm not on, as high as on Lamar Jackson as a lot of other players. So getting these reps to the backup, you know, is very helpful. However, J.K. Dobbins, you know, went down with an injury, tore his ACL, which to me severely hurts this team. This is a Reading team. They rely on J.K. Dobbins. To me, he's a featured starter, you know, that they were in a pair with Gus Edwards now. It's all on Gus Edwards, and we'll probably take the rest by committee, whether it be Tyson Williams or Nate McCrary. But that J.K. Dobbins injury, to me, is going to loom very large 
uh, for his team and what kind of options they run. Yes, they still have Lamar Jackson, at quarterback, who will run a ton, and Gus Edwards. But to me, that really does hurt this offense. Then you have the Bears, Nick Foles, Justin Fields. Again, both look good. Justin Fields didn't play as much as Nick Foles, uh, but both look good. And to me, I still like both of them better than Andy Dalton, but that is something I'll get into in a few minutes. Broncos, perfect preseason. Again, this young team looks good, whether it be Drew Locke. Drew Locke looks improved to me. Again, that's preseason. Uh, but I think whether it be Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, this team should be decent around him. K.J. Hamler, uh, you know, Patrick uh, as wide receivers, uh, Jerry Judy. This team has offensive weapons and a great defense. And, you know, Rams, I can't say much about the Rams because they didn't start any preseason start or season starters in the preseason. So I can't judge much for them uh, as well. But it is nice to see some of their depth uh, because I think that depth on defense will be tested this season. The Seahawks got their first uh, win in the preseason. Alex Collins, to me, looked great. They put Rashad Penny in there a little bit, and to me, doesn't look like a clear starter in the NFL. He just doesn't. I know they were high on Rashad Penny, got him earlier rounds in the draft, but to me, doesn't look good. Uh, And to me, Chris Carson isn't the man either, but he is your best running back on the team. But if Alex Collins can give you these little carries and spurts uh, to take some of that load off Chris Carson, this would truly help the Seahawks off to have a running game established to help Russell Wilson open up play action, and it just fits better with Pete Carroll and his scheme, who is a run-defense type of coach, and those really have been their weakest links the past few seasons. Then you had the Jaguars-Cowboys. Finally, finally, we see Trevor Lawrence, the much-hyped Trevor Lawrence, Look his best after a couple poor preseason outings. Trevor Lawrence, to me, was the Trevor Lawrence I remember out of Clemson. Almost a perfect game, 154 passer rating. Only one incompletion, went 11 of 12, 139 yards, two touchdowns. Maybe that trade that they got rid of Gardner Minshew was good for him psychologically, naming him the quarterback number one because Trevor Lawrence is the man they are riding with. Again, I still have motivational issues and, uh, you know, just a team around him regarding Trevor Lawrence that will elevate his ceiling. But if Trevor Lawrence, you know, gives you lines like these and you get the support around him, you have, you know, Marvin Jones and Dax Charks and James Robinson as well. I think this team can be uh, competitive in some games. Uh, But Trevor Lawrence is going to have to put on displays like that for those competitive games to truly be competitive or not. They'll probably end up losing most of these. But it was nice to see Trevor Lawrence, the much hype, unanimous, you know, number one draft pick that everybody was slotting for. Nice to see him have a good preseason game and finally get tuned up before their first regular season game. Dolphins-Bengals, Joe Burrow returns 
great to see him back on the football field, uh, even though, you know, he threw one pass. But it's nice to see him healthy, see him back, even though the Dolphins won that game. And you had the 49ers beat the Raiders, and they used their quarterback uh, platoon system of what they call Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance alternating to me. None of them were great yesterday. Garoppolo or Lance, you know, to me weren't overly impressive at all. To me, it's this running game and what it's always been with San Francisco is their running back system. Raheem Mostert, one of the fastest, speediest backs in the league. Trey Sermon, who we drafted out of Ohio State, Jamichael Hasty. I mean, this team has a great rushing group, and it's needed uh, because this team is built on speed. As I said, one of the fastest running backs there are Mostert, fast wide receivers in Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, one of the best tight ends in George Kittle. This team is not meant uh, and not built for this heavy pass, heavy air raid attack, where you'll see great numbers from both Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. It's built on defense and a rushing game, and they play to their strengths. Uh, and to me, their strength isn't quarterback, and I'm not high right now on Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. You know, I'm more higher on Trey Lance because he's the younger, more raw talent, where I think we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo's season, uh, ceiling season. In 2019, where they made it to the Super Bowl with him, uh, but lost to the Kansas City Chiefs because Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't make those clutch throws. Then the Patriots and the Giants, Mac Jones looked terrific, almost looked terrific enough to steal the starting job from Cam Newton. Looks dialed in. Uh, I think he had two. Uh, Total touchdown, no, one touchdown uh, pass, but again, looked good. Ramondre Stevenson rushing the ball. To me, he looks like he should be the featured back as well, but J.J. Taylor was great. Uh, This New England team could be a dark horse depending on quarterback play. A lot of the defense returning that opted out last year. So you pair that with this team and their good running game. And if they have a competent quarterback there, consistent quarterback, which they didn't have last year in Cam Newton, even though he's still there, you could have a really good season, I think, if you're the New England Patriots. And then the Browns and Falcons finished it off last preseason game. Baker Mayfield looked sharp in the few drives that he played 6 of 10, 113 yards and a touchdown Cleveland was 3-0, and and again, test a testament to their depth as well. Uh, great draft, great free agency, and again, that was all on display in these preseason games. But now the preseason is over, uh, the tune-ups are over, and the regular season starts uh, September 9th in around 10 days. So there you have it. Your preseason action is over. It's now do or die. Opening week, and of course, opening week is the most unpredictable week because we can use these uh, draft rankings and free agency and preseason and kind of make it up. But a lot changes week one. The perceptions of team uh, changes week one, and that to me is where you learn the most because you really 
unex you expect the unexpected and week one there will be upset so we'll see what happens then on week one but until then there is some things to clear up first quarterback issues starting off I'm going to go through three teams the Chicago Bears Andy Dalton is named the starter has been named the starter instead of you know Justin Fields Justin Fields to me has played really good even Nick Foles I am not sold on Andy Dalton yes he was a decent quarterback for the Bengals for a majority of his career not going to take anything away from him led him to multiple uh, postseasons even though they've never won a playoff game with him and was competent last year filling in for Dak Prescott, I would have liked to seen him play a little better since he had multiple weapons at his disposal, uh, more than he'll have this year. But I think this offense is just made uh, for Justin Fields. Justin Fields can command this offense and play better, open up things with his legs more uh, than Andy Dalton. And to me, has a strong arm, Justin Fields does. So even though it's a tough test week one against the Rams, a Sunday night at SoFi, that defense at State only be rocking. Uh, I think if it's a poor adding, outing for Andy Dalton, he has a quick hook. I think uh, maybe you let him finish that game, but week two you say, hey, it's Justin Fields' turn because that's going to be that week one test is one of the biggest tests of the season for the Bears. I think, you know, their second biggest, they play the divisional rival. The Packers, twice those will be bigger games than this one. But the Sunday night opener, uh, Andy Dalton to me has to look good in this game, primetime, because in their other primetime matchups, uh, he's just setting a trend that he won't look good. And I'd rather have Justin Fields, who has played really well in this preseason, get that nod. Then you have the 49ers, Jimmy G., Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance used them in a tandem. So the question is, and it, you know, again, both of them to me didn't look great, but they still got the win, uh, thirty-four uh, to ten. So should Kyle Shanahan deploy this process for the regular season and sort of use this? A platoon group and, you know, alternate a couple series and ride the hot hand? Yes or no, what should he do? Well, this is always a tough one because you have games like this, you know, where they win. And it's like, hey, this system works out good. But then you have times where they lose and it's like, hey, you need... A real quarterback, you need to instill in this team the confidence you have in one quarterback. Uh, I think that'll be Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it should be Jimmy Garoppolo uh, because he has that massive contract. He has the experience uh, winning quarterback, even though his stats aren't uh, you know, tremendous out of this world. Uh, he has led this team to a Super Bowl appearance. So I think, you know, you trust him enough uh, to ride with him until he can't do it and then deploy Trey Lance 
because I think no matter if they start Trey Lance or Garoppolo, the focus is on running the football and play-action pass to George Kittle. It's a very simple offense that I watch from the 49ers. Uh, They rely on their good defense, but on offense, it's run the football, open it up, you know, with George Kittle, or maybe you'll see something over the top with the speedster, Brandon Ayuk. But I don't know, you know, which quarterback at this point will get this team to a Super Bowl because, as I said, Jimmy Garoppolo has got this team to a Super Bowl, and I don't think he will get that there again. The NFC is much more competitive than it was a couple years ago when they made it. There was only two or three teams, whereas now there's, I think, you know, three, four, maybe five teams that can really compete and turn the switch on and get hot. So we'll see how that goes, but I would like to see Jimmy Garoppolo even ride it off through some tough times before they make the full switch to Trey Lance. Then you have Mac Jones and Cam Newton. It was looking like Cam Newton before the preseason that Cam Newton was the starting quarterback, but you know Mac Jones was coming up uh, in training camp after three preseason games. Bill Belichick has now said that there's a lot of decisions to make. You know he has no uh, uh, decision yet on the final decision on who's going to be the starter, but to me. It should be Mac Jones. He looks like he's earned it and has outplayed Cam Newton in three preseason games. And to me, the biggest thing is I just can't trust Cam Newton anymore. He's no longer Superman, the great quarterback for the Panthers that he was. There's a reason why you drafted Mac Jones, you know, with your 14th or 15th pick this year. He is your guy for the future. Um, He looks poised. He looked poised at Alabama. Uh, He looks really good now with the Patriots, and I think gives them the best shot to win when I've said they have, you know, a better defense players returning uh, from last year. And to me, you know, they don't have a difficult schedule, but, you know, they play games competitive Last year, even one with Buffalo. So I think Mac Jones gives them the better shot uh, to win. Is sort of that young spark. And, you know, it just proves, you know, uh, Bill Belichick right. I think he wants to start Mac Jones because you saw Tom Brady win a Super Bowl last year with the Bucks in his first year. And you saw the struggles that Bill Belichick had without Tom Brady. Uh I think there's that's the reason why they took Mac Jones and be like, hey, we were fine to get rid of Tom Brady. I've got Mac Jones, a new young guy who can play very similar to Tom Brady. Do I think Mac Jones will play like Tom Brady? No, but he gives them the better shot to win. Is the pocket passer that Cam Newton no longer isn't? And then... Again, another quarterback that didn't play this preseason was Dak Prescott. We see we saw Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen all play preseason games. Even Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray all play preseason uh, 
Aaron Rodgers didn't, but he had a tumultuous offseason. However, Dak Prescott was one that really didn't play because of a strain in his right shoulder. He's missed a bunch of practices. Uh, now he's going cold turkey uh, to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay opening night, raising the banner, Super Bowl, everything, the whole nine yards. And he is going into a very hostile environment. Don't think that was a good call for Dak Prescott. I don't think he's going to be ready that game to, you know, go in there gunsling to Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. That defense is going to feast on Dak Prescott and this Cowboys offense. I feel very sorry for this Cowboys team going in to that matchup with Tampa Bay. Now, getting into my reactions for the NFL lists. This one was the NFL Top 100 list last Friday. This was the list I gave of the Top 10. Uh, if they uh, or who I thought would or should be in the Top 10, you know, based on what they said. I said 10 Josh Allen, and they got that right. 10 was Josh Allen. Uh, Stefan Diggs was 11, so I thought, you know, that's the perfect fit, and that was true. TJ Watt was number nine on their list. I had him at six, but again, I thought this my six through 10 spot could be pretty flexible. So I was fine with him at nine. Again, could have been the defensive player of the year. DeAndre Hopkins at eight. I had him at eight. He has just been great his whole career. First season in Arizona, but no matter who it is, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has some of the surest hands. Now, this is where things go off the walls for me is pick number seven. Seven, I had Devontae Adams or really any other player except for this player right here. Seven was Tom Brady. Had him at the seventh best. That's laughable to me. The quarterback at 44 years old last year at 43 threw for 40 touchdowns. 4,000 passing yards, won a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl MVP, uh, and he's at seven? I mean, are you kidding me? This is how you treat Tom Brady? This is how the players of the league feel? That there are six players better than Tom Brady? Tom Brady, the clutch master? Uh, who in kind of the skills rankings was just, you know, one or two in all of the NFL skills, which is true. Had one of the best years of his career last year. Uh, and you give him that kind of motivation now. It's like, it's all going to say this again on the ESPN list. But you have all these people hate on Tom Brady and they want him to go away. Well, if you keep on hating on him, he's not going to go away. That's one thing I've learned is I used to be a major Tom Brady hater, but I've learned to accept that he's great because he continually defies the odds uh, for this team and for what he does on the football field year after year. And it's time for everybody to just acknowledge him as the best. The GOAT, give him every number one rank. 
so that he can just walk off and there's nothing left to prove. You guys keep on fueling his fire. But players, analysts, I mean, enough is enough. Devontae Adams at six. How's Devontae a better player than Tom Brady? I just don't see it. Last year was his peak year. He had a great year as well. To me, best wide receiver. But to me, he doesn't impact his team as much as Tom Brady. Because uh, you have Aaron Rodgers here at three. Again, I had Aaron Rodgers at four. Uh, I was fine with him at three, depending on where you put Aaron Donald. But again, Aaron Rodgers is not a better quarterback than Tom Brady. That's one they just did right there, Travis Kelsey at five. Again, I love Travis Kelsey. But again, I thought the argument for Tyreek Hill also being on that team in the top of 15, I mean, this is all messed up is what it is. I mean... Travis Kelsey, best tight end year last year. Uh, Derrick Henry at four. I had him at five. I'm fine with him at four, honestly, as well, because he's the best running back by far in the league. means so much uh, to his team. Uh, This year was great for him. 2,000 yards, uh, close to breaking the rushing record. Was the offensive player of the year and all that. I get it, but he had a tough time. In the postseason when the Ravens stacked the box. Again, Aaron Rodgers better than him. Aaron Donald better than Tom Brady. And Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady. I just don't see it. To me, To me, Patrick Mahomes could have been the best player in the league last year ahead of Lamar Jackson. When he took his team and won the Super Bowl. Could have been the best player, you know, arguably the year before when he was number four. He could have been higher than that. Tom Brady was number one. Uh, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes, to me, could have been number one because he had that great MVP season. So now he has, you know, threw for 38 touchdowns. Tom Brady threw for more touchdowns than him last year. Pass her around the same yards. Uh, everything was very similar in terms of stats, and you have Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl, and yet Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league. These are just things, it's hard for my mind uh, to wrap around them, how Tom Brady sits there at number seven when you when he's clearly the best player and is still winning the championships. So at seven, I don't see six players. I am fine with this list, and I had most of this list in order. I would just have Tom Brady at one and bump everybody else down a slot. Uh Very poor marks for them. But then you go into the ESPN top 100 list and somehow uh, more, you know, some people should just be fired from their jobs uh, as if they made this list right here. Again, Patrick Mahomes 1, Aaron Donald 2, Aaron Rodgers 3, all the same. Then you have Russell Wilson at 4. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, Again, he was great last year. Uh, Had one of the best years. uh, First eight games, first half of the season. Leading MVP. But he tailed off majorly in the second half. And then lost the opening game against the Rams in the wild card. And Russell Wilson did not look good in that game either. Tyreek Hill at 5. TJ Watt at 6. Jalen Ramsey at 7. 
Devontae Adams at 8. How is Jalen Ramsey ahead of Devontae Adams? Did nobody watch the wild card game last season? Uh, or did my, my bad, divisional round, where Devontae Adams torched Jalen Ramsey, got the matchup he wanted, and gave Jalen Ramsey that smoke. How is Jalen Ramsey ahead of Devontae Adams? Please let me know how, because in no world is Devontae Adams not better than Jalen Ramsey. Josh Allen at 9, Travis Kelsey at 10. You see what we have here? Tom Brady's not even in the top 10. You got Miles Garrett ahead of him. Dak Prescott at 12 is ahead of him. Dak Prescott's ahead of Tom Brady. Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, George Kittle. You don't have Tom Brady till number 20 on the ESPN 100 list. And you don't have Derrick Henry until number 29. This is the things you can't make up. Tom Brady in the ESPN list isn't a top five quarterback. You've got Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, Dak Prescott uh, ahead of him, and Josh Allen. So not a top five quarterback, according to ESPN. And again, I say this, is if this wasn't enough, Tom Brady's going to look at this list. And when he wins the Super Bowl again this year, and he does his little receipt message, he'll probably post this same exact thing that I'm saying here. Ranked as the sixth best quarterback here after taking a team that hadn't been to the postseason since 2007 all the way to Super Bowl 55 and winning it, even for a guy who just turned 44. Brady won't be happy about it, and that is all the motivation he needs to go for an eighth ring. Yes, that is true. So then why would you put it up here? I just feel like people want to see Tom Brady win more Super Bowls and just not retire because you are giving him so much motivation. If everybody, all the analysts, all the experts, all the coaches could just you know take a group photo of sorts and in that group photo uh, just save it Tom Brady is the GOAT, then we can just go about our lives because Tom Brady is going to keep on playing and keep on winning Super Bowls uh, and your teams will not win anymore. Derrick Henry at 29 is another one. Offensive player of the year. Uh, rushed for over 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns. Uh, trains like a beast is on pace this season. We'll probably have like 1,600 yards, 1,700 you know, and that amount of touchdowns. So, again, this list that ESPN gave is just off Alvin Kamara at 42. I mean, it's criminal. Dalvin Cook at 52. Uh, Matt Ryan ahead of Baker Mayfield. I mean, this list is whack, is really what it is. Everybody's list to me, have been whack. I should do my list of 100 players uh, because this is criminal. I might do it. Won't do a podcast on every 100 player, but I might put it up on a website or a blog or a page or something, and I'll reference it because there's no way that you know Tom Brady and lists are outside of a top 10, top 15, number 20, not in the top 5. Uh, the continual disrespect motivates him, and I think it's good for him as well. 
Uh, I mean, if your 2021 projection is 4,600 yards and 36 touchdowns, uh, how is there no idea? Because that's more projected passing yards and touchdowns than Russell Wilson. Uh, that's just about the same as Patrick Mahomes. That's more than Aaron Rodgers. That's more than Josh Allen. That's more than uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, I just don't know what to say at this point. I just don't know, you know, any way else uh, to make people think that Tom Brady, you know, should be number one and number at least top five in every list. The fact that he's out of it is uh, insane to me. I mean, to me, the only person logical is you just want to be uncontroversial and just put Aaron Donald. That's fine because he is the best uh, defensive player in the league and has been for quite uh, some time. Faces the most double teams. 63% of his pass rushes are double teams. Uh, But again, he leads the league in pressures. And he still is continually double teamed and sometimes triple teamed in coverage. So again, this is all very shocking uh, to me, but again, shouldn't come as a surprise the disrespect they have on him. So enough on those rants and the list you probably shouldn't look at and probably don't agree with with that of the NFL Top 100 and the ESPN Top 100. Now to get into some college football. Last weekend, or this past weekend, I said there's two major things to look out for. I said Illinois could upset Nebraska, and yes, they did. Their starting quarterback, Brandon Peters, went down early, but Illinois looked good, got a safety to open up a defensive touchdown as well to uh, end the half to go up 16-9. to We're up 23 and eventually 30-9, to and Illinois uh, did not look back as they won 30 to 22, this defense looked good, and I thought under Brett Belima it would improve. Uh, this running game looked decent. The quarterback play, the backup for Brandon Peters as well. So this was something I saw, and again, Nebraska trying to recapture the glory days with Scott Frost is still not there yet. This is going to be a rough year uh, for them. Is now they play a couple of easy games to tune up, but then they play at Oklahoma September 18th and have a gauntlet of a schedule in the Big Ten, you know, where they face Michigan State, Northwestern, who had a good year, Minnesota, who should bounce back, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa to finish the year. So Nebraska is going to be in for a very long year, and I see them with a losing record. Then in UCLA, they were 18.5-point favorites, and I said they need to cover that at least and beat Hawaii at home. And they did that. Zach Charbonnet transfer from Michigan, 6 carries, 106 yards, 3 touchdowns. They were brilliant, won 44-10. Definitely covered or spread, and that was something that I wanted to see. Again, not many games on, but now, you know, starting Thursday night officially, you know, we have... Some big games on, starting with Ohio State, uh, Minnesota, and those ranked teams playing. So this is very exciting to see this season. Then, in the NBA world, 
You had Rajon Rondo to join the Lakers again after a buyout uh, with the Grizzlies. And Rondo last year to me wasn't good with the Clippers and the chance that he had with them. He was much better the year before with the Lakers. And I think, you know, he's much more of a fit uh, to run the offense and be a veteran leader with LeBron when LeBron and Rondo were on the court together in the bubble. It just doesn't look fair the way they see the court, you know, and are in sync is better than how he and Kawhi or Paul George see it. So do I think he'll average and be a world beater? No, but I still think he can uh, assist and play make and, you know, shoot from a three occasionally as well as shot 40%. I think if he can keep that clip, be very valuable for the Lakers as they try to fill out those roster spots. And then in the MLB, the Yankees have dropped two straight after winning 13 straight. They were, you know, thought they could sweep the A's and do it, but they dropped two in a row to them. So we'll see if the inconsistent Yankees are back and that 13-game stretch was a fluke. Or if those 13 games were proof and, you know, you just have a couple bad games, but they are a winning team, we'll see. However, big game on tonight between the Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. Very big game for them. Pavetta versus Patino pitching. Rays are hot, have won seven in a row. Boston's been inconsistent. Uh, they're hanging on to have a final wild card spot, but they have not looked good against the Rays recently. And they need, I think, to win this game to prove to themselves they can beat the Rays. But uh, it's going to be tough because the Rays, you know, are looking to be like the best team in baseball right now. The Rays have caught fire and have played really well. Then you have the Braves and the Dodgers, another big game, because the Braves have kind of separated themselves from the division. Four and a half games on the Phillies and seven and a half games on the Mets. The Mets are just about toast. Their season is over, and it's sad because they were the division leader for so long. And just like that, you know, a three and a half game lead they have on the division, they're now back seven and a half games, so a 10-game swing in the past month or so, the Mets have been terrible. The Braves are trying to solidify themselves in the division. But the Dodgers are still trying to catch the Giants two and a half games back of them. And they want to catch them, but it starts tonight against the Braves. A tough matchup there because the Braves have been playing well too. But I think the Dodgers want to catch the Giants uh, and they're hungry for that. So we'll see how this all works out. So that's it on Get Your Goat. What do you think? What's your reaction to the NFL Top 10 rank or ESPN's Top 100? And who do you think should have some of those key starting jobs in the NFL? This has been Get Your Goat. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, everybody.